Welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Hello and welcome back to episode number 81 of the Raising Smart Kids 2.0 podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and I am thrilled to have you here on the podcast with me today. If we haven't met yet, let me tell you a little bit about why this podcast exists and what I do in the world. Well, for the past 16 years, I've been running a performing arts school in a small town in northeastern Nevada. In that time, we have helped literally thousands of families to unleash their kids' unique superpowers and propel learning through the arts. Now, these superpowers aren't like Superman or Batman. The superpowers I'm talking about are the different ways that your kids learn and understand the world. In my book, Raising a Superhero, How to Unleash Your Child's Eight Superpowers and Propel Learning Through the Arts, we dive deep into each of the eight superpowers and how you as a parent can help to really bring those superpowers out in your child and how you can have conversations with teachers to really help them to come to understand your kids and their learning needs. For example, one of the superpowers we talk about is social. Some kids are very social in school, and perhaps your kid is like this, and they've maybe gotten reprimanded by their teachers for talking too much. Well, I have one of these interpersonal superpowers in my house, and what I've come to learn is that for her to really excel, get her work done, and to really do well in school, she needs the buzz of people around her and the energy that's created with those in her classroom to be able to to perform better. My youngest, on the other hand, has a different set of superpowers, and she is very musical and she's intrapersonal, meaning that she doesn't need a lot of outside influence to help her get her work done. She's very self-motivated to get those things done, and she's very musical. So when she's working at home, she is usually humming as she's painting, drawing, doing her homework, any manner of things, and she's probably humming. And that's how her brain works to connect all the pieces for her to learn best. So there are eight distinct superpowers that your kids can have, and my book really dives into each of those. And if you haven't gotten a copy yet, you can head over to Amazon.com and search up Raising a Superhero, or my name, Young Pratt, and you can get a copy right there for yourself. Well, here in Northeastern Nevada, we're about two weeks from the beginning of school. So what does that mean? 
it feels a bit like summer has passed by so quickly, and now we're scrambling to get things ready for school. Things like school shopping, getting back to school supplies, making sure that our schedules are clear, choosing the activities for our kids. These are all the things that need to happen as we're prepping our kids for back to school. My question for you today is, have you chosen activities after school for your kids where they have a place to grow, they're being nurtured, and they're being able to use the superpowers they were born with? My challenge for you in these few weeks before back to school, for us anyway here, is to seek out activities that are arts-based for your child. In the past 80 episodes, we've covered a lot of reasons why the arts are so valuable to your child's learning and really why they need the arts in their lives. So I won't go too much into all those reasons because there are many in the past 80 episodes. So you can go back and take a listen to any of those episodes and learn different tips and reasons why kids need the arts in their lives. The biggest thing I'll tell you about back to school and choosing arts activities after school is to give your kids a place where they feel safe, where they feel loved, and where they can use their own creative powers to learn to solve problems, be better leaders, and be surrounded by people who have a passion for serving their communities and doing good in the world. I know there are lots of activities that are pretty short-lived, six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, like soccer, baseball, those sorts of things. And those are really great for your kids to experience a lot of different things. On episode number 79, Alicia Jonas and I talked about the differences between short-term activities versus long-term activities, such as music or dance classes for your child, and the reasons why you want to be able to choose ongoing activities for your kids. As you're considering a myriad of different activities that your kids can do after school, you wanna first start with, what do they like? What kind of activities make them smile? What activities give them the much needed break from using their school brain, if you will, and really just being able to tap into their authentic selves. When you're looking for activities, you certainly want to consider the philosophy of the center that you're going to. Do their beliefs match the beliefs of your family? Do you believe in their mission? Are they serving the community? Are they teaching your kids skills that go beyond dance or music or painting? You're probably wondering why I'm asking this question. And this question really goes to something that's near and dear to my heart. And it's this philosophy about more than just great dancing. About three years ago, my performing arts school was accepted into a national affiliation of like-minded studio owners who believe in our heart of hearts that the arts and dance, what the lessons are learning in our classrooms go beyond skill development. In our classrooms, for example, 
we really work on creativity. We want to foster a love of learning and curiosity. We want our kids to stay curious. In our classrooms, we also encourage leadership. For us, that means that kids that have been around for us for a while have the ability to apply to become a teaching assistant in the classroom. So in the classroom, they're able to take the skills they've learned from us and help kids who are younger and less experienced. They can model great behavior. They can demonstrate skills to these younger kids. They're able to really put their leadership skills to the test. We allow them to help us plan classes. We take them through an extensive training where they're learning how to be a great role model because yes, as teachers, we are certainly role models and kids look up to us. So we always want to bring our best selves to class and help the kids that we're serving and the families we're serving to help those kids and families become the best they can be too. So as we grow these leaders, it makes my heart happy to know that I'm helping to prepare this next generation of leaders who will eventually take over how this nation and this world is run. They'll be the decision makers, they'll be the ones to step up and get things done, they'll be the innovators, and they will be just overall great leaders. And if we can teach them at a young age how to harness those skills, how to unleash those skills, and really be great at leading, we are setting our society up for greater success. For us as a school as well, we talk a lot about giving back to our community. Last year, we, we flipped the model of how we do our end of year shows. So we did not do a huge staged production. You're probably wondering, why not? Well, we actually stepped back and looked at our community and asked the question, who can we serve best with the talents and the strengths that these kids now possess? So what we chose to do as a studio, as an arts center, is head out to our local assisted living facility and create an entire production for their residents. And I have to say, in the last 16 years, I've not done a performance to such a warm and inviting audience, an audience who absolutely loves that we're there, and an audience that doesn't always have the capability to go outside their facility to enjoy these types of events. And the looks and smiles on our kids' faces when they were able to interact with the residents, when they were able to do a meet and greet, and really we challenged them to have a different set of performance skills, taking things from the stage into a smaller group setting that's much more intimate, and I have to say the results were quite profound. So as you're going out and looking for activities for your kids, take all of what we talked about today into account. Do these activities help your kids to become better? Do they teach life skills like service and leadership? Do they instill a sense of confidence? 
Is there a sense of community? And is the community being served by what your kids are participating in? There's surely a school out there or an activity out there that is bound to match up with your philosophy of parenting, your philosophy of what an activity should provide for your kids. My plea to you would be that you seek out arts activities to really help your kids unleash their superpowers and really be the best versions of themselves that they can be. When your kids came into the world, they held such promise, such amazing potential. And as our parents, it's up to us to help our kids find those things that they're really, really good at, that they love, and that they could have a future doing. And arts activities, no matter how your kid learns, if they learn by moving, if they learn by watching, if they learn by interacting with others, there is absolutely an art form that can match your kid's learning style, their learning archetype, to help them really gain the confidence, gain skills, gain friendships, gain social interaction, gain leadership skills. A whole myriad of benefits can be gained by participating in the arts. All right, I'm going to head out now as we're preparing for probably our last camping trip of the summer season anyway, and I will catch you again on another episode of the Raising Smart Kids 2.0 podcast. Cheers, Art Smart Parents, and I will catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids 2.0 podcast. To really accelerate your ability to unleash your child's superpowers and raise smarter kids through the arts, we're creating loads of new resources, ways to connect, and ways to celebrate your successes. You can join our free Facebook community by visiting theartsmartparent.com or just search up Raising Smart Kids 2.0 on Facebook. I look forward to seeing you inside our community.